Well, hello and welcome back to Devos with D. I'm Pastor D and I'm from the Heights Church. And we are in a five-part series, Learning How to Cope. And this week, we're going to learn how to cope with loneliness. You may ask, Pastor D, why are you on this these topics anyway? Why are you going into and delving into how to cope? Well, when I was growing up, people didn't explain things to you. They just said, get in there, do it. And it was sort of that sink or swim attitude. But God doesn't want us being thrown in the deep end of the pool without an explanation. God always provides information so that we can do things well. So let's get into tonight's lesson on how to cope with loneliness. I'm going to ask you a question right now. Can Christians experience loneliness? Well, the answer is, if you haven't come up with it yet, it is yes, we can experience uh, loneliness. But why do we experience loneliness? I have three things that I want to share that may um, point in the direction of why we experience as Christian loneliness. The first one is, it's a powerful emotion. And sometimes it just takes us over because we don't have control of our emotions. The second thing is, is because we sabotage ourselves. We are so sucked into negative thinking and these thoughts rolling around in our minds that just kind of bring us down and drag us into the depths of loneliness. We have to cut off that negative self-talk. The third thing is, we're just fearful to address the emotion. We don't want to admit it. We don't want to say we need help. We don't want to say anything about the fact that we're lonely because we want to put on a persona. We don't want to say we are lonely because perhaps people might think that we're a loser because we say we're lonely. But I want you to know that we're going to get into this and I'm going to share some tips with you. And hopefully these tips will get you out of any loneliness that you may somehow by the enemy or by your own self get into. Let's look at what is loneliness. Dr. Michael Williams, who is a pastor, author, and biblical counselor said this, it's a condition many people experience because they are alone resulting in sadness, anger, jealousy, or even depression. Well, I just don't quite agree with him. I don't think that's quite a, a good explanation. That's not enough for me. Let's look at something else. Let's look at some definitions. The first one is going to be from Webster on what it means to be lonely. Being without company, it says, cut off from others, not frequented by human beings. I think that is a, a minimal explanation also. And I saw something in the Encyclopedia of Psychology that I think is a better offering on what it means to be lonely or that term loneliness. It is a distressing experience that occurs when a person's social relationships are perceived by that person to be less in quantity and especially in quality than desired. I think that about covers it. It's how we are perceiving the event. What are the signs of loneliness? 
Because sometimes you can be able to detect and then work on because you see yourself going into loneliness when you know the signs or when you see those signs in someone else, maybe you can intercept and be a blessing to them. The first sign is feeling bored and or excessively tired. Feeling lethargic, which means to feel sluggish or drowsy and less mentally alert. The third thing is feeling helpless and threatened. The fourth thing is not sleeping well. And the fifth thing is being physically inactive, meaning you don't involve yourself into any activity at all, ever. Now, some of these signs can be the signs of something else. So, you know, each person is different. So we have to look at each person individually. Recent research found loneliness was associated with a risk of early death that is equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day and that it was more lethal than obesity. Journalist Michael L. Stollard also said in his article, people who reported having greater social connections were associated with a 50% reduced risk of early death. Something to really think about. Let's look at what Medical News Today had to say about loneliness. They report that a survey targeting age 45 and over in the United States found that approximately one-third of the respondents identified themselves as lonely. Surveys focused on children and young adults indicated a significant percentage age 17 to 25, experience loneliness. This signals that no age group is safe from this damaging emotion. So no one escapes being lonely. At some point, something may trigger loneliness in your life, but we have to know what to do about it. Here are some common causes. The first is social anxiety. And it's from being around other people. You think you don't know what to say to the other person. It makes you feel so uncomfortable. You feel overwhelmed. I used to be like that. In the military, I had to learn how to address groups and how to speak before groups and how to talk to people in social situations because the military is a very social organization. It's a brotherly organization. And I had to train myself to do it because I'm telling you, I had anxiety when I had to be around a bunch of people, but we can retrain ourselves. We can learn to be around people so that we don't have, it may come up a little bit, but we can control it. The second thing is trauma. You may have been involved in some bad relationship in the past. And so therefore you feel kind of queasy when you have to be involved with other people. So you seclude yourself. The third thing is low self-esteem. It's just because you feel other people won't like you. So you don't want to be around other people. You don't want them to look down on you. Not that they will, but you think that they're going to. The fourth thing is lack of assertiveness because you just don't feel you can ask for what you want. And that is another thing 
that you can learn all of the, you can learn how to deal with people in social relationships. You don't have to seclude yourself. You don't have to isolate yourself. You definitely don't have to let the enemy or your own self-talk cause you to stay in your house, even when COVID doesn't exist. Because a lot of you have been hiding and you now are using COVID as a, you know, running under the radar. No, we don't have to be secluded in our houses because we feel that people won't like us or we can't ask for what we want or need or express our opinion. I have some biblical examples of people in scripture who felt very lonely. Two prominent people. The first one is Elijah and the second one is David. Let's look at these two examples. The first one is Elijah, and he had just come off of Mount Carmel, and Jezebel sent word to him saying she was going to kill him. And so he just ran off. And this is what he said in 1 Kings 19, 9 through 10. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me. Ooh, that sounds like, you know, he's saying, I'm I'm the only one here, God. I've been doing everything you told me to do, and look at what happened. I'm just out here by myself. And he's saying that, talking to the Lord, who's with him, and who has been with him. That goes to show you how we have to really control our our minds because our minds, you know, will just deceive us if we don't watch it. We have to put the word on our minds and get ourselves in tune with what the word is saying to us. The second person that I mentioned was David, and it's in Psalm 38, verse 10 through 11. And there, David is lamenting. He's petitioning God, putting him in remembrance. And this is what those verses say. My heart beats wildly. My strength fails and I am going blind. My loved ones and friends stay away, fearing my disease. So something was going on with him. He was ill at the time. And people were just, okay, too bad. I'm getting out of here. Even my own family stands at a distance. Wow. I read those verses from the New Living Translation. Yes, other people feel lonely. Great men and women of God can feel lonely. So if you think you're the only one that felt lonely, no, it's not so. And you can come out of it just like David did and just like Elijah came out of it and went on to anoint Elisha and did other things that God directed him to do because God still had plans for him. He has plans for you. He has plans for me. And we can't let loneliness bog us down, right? I'm believing you won't. Come on, let's move on. I want to share some scriptures about loneliness because this is the book. This is the book. This is the truth. And we have to get into the truth to find out what we need to do. And listen to this in Isaiah 41 and 10. And it's from the King James Version. It says, fear thou not for I am with thee. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee 
with my right hand of righteousness. Hallelujah. God is saying there, I'm always with you. I'll be right there for you. I'll pick you up. I'll keep you going. In Deuteronomy 31 verses 6 through 8, God says there, he will never leave us or forsake us. He says he won't fail us. See, God won't turn tail and run. He'll be right there with you in the mess. Psalm 27, verse 10, also in the King James Version, it says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Hallelujah. I love it because, you know, my mother and father didn't forsake me, but they passed away and now I don't have a mom and dad. So the Lord says he'll take me up. He'll be my father. He'll be my mother. Even when others abandon us, God is steadfast. He's there for us. He will interact with us through the Holy Spirit and he will devise a plan to deliver. Romans 8, 35 through 39, that's verses 35 through 39. It says, nothing, absolutely nothing. I don't care what it is. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us. Nothing can break that. And so he is going to help us. God just doesn't say he he loves us and then he doesn't take any kind of action to show it. God always is showing it. And he did it long before we came to him through Jesus Christ. Here are some tips I want to share about overcoming loneliness. Just a few. I hope these will be helpful. I believe they will. And I've, I've tried some of these myself to bring me out because occasionally loneliness will try to come upon me because I'm single and because we're here in this COVID thing. But you know what? God doesn't want us to feel lonely. So let me get back to these tips. Let's, let's get to those. The first one is we have to accept that loneliness can affect everyone. So anyone can be lonely. It'll come upon any person on the earth. No one's exempt. We have to accept that. And then we have to admit when we're lonely. Because once we admit it, we can deal with it. Then we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. When David was in a bad spot in Ziklag, when his own men were turning against him, they were talking about stoning him even because they had lost a great deal of um, items and they had lost their families and they just was, they were just turning on David. He said, I am going to encourage myself in the Lord because you know what? There's not always someone there to encourage you, but you can encourage yourself. We've got the word and we can encourage ourselves. The word will build us up. The word will strengthen us. The word will help us to run on in these difficult times and these dif difficult situations. The fourth thing is you can talk to a trusted Christian friend. And I wanted to use that word trusted because you need to know that this person is going to go blab your information everywhere. Your private information, things that you're sharing. In secret. You don't want them going to blab. So you want it to be a trusted friend. And if you don't have a trusted friend, I believe we can trust our pastors. What do you say? 
I think we can. What are we doing sitting under the pastor if we can't even trust him? I believe we can trust our pastors. We need to revive stagnant relationships. Sometimes we've let relationships just kind of fall by the wayside. But we can revive those so that now we have an interactions, good interactions. Or we can make new friends. And I know sometimes that's difficult for people. It's difficult for me. But we can make new friends, especially in the body of Christ. People are loving and kind, and we can make new friends. The sixth thing is we can engage in a hobby. A lot of us have hobbies. Some people sew, some people knit, some people crochet, some people, you know, uh, do art. Whatever it is, work at your hobby. Or you can do some other fun activity. Something that's fun for me is traveling. I love going to different places. And it doesn't have to be a foreign country. It can be other states in the United States or within my own state going to different places I've never been. You can volunteer in your church or volunteer in your local community. We have to, when we're feeling lonely, get out of ourselves. Sometimes you just need to get out the door. Amen. Get out that door and stop just feeling sorry for yourself. The seventh thing is we can seek professional, you know, if those other things aren't working, sometimes we have to seek professional help or maybe we get in a self-help group that will encourage us. It'll be there. We'll be with other people and that will stimulate us and get us out of ourselves and out of this barrier of loneliness. So what are my final thoughts? I believe that the experience of loneliness is highly subjective. That means it's individualized. What may cause you to feel lonely won't cause me to feel lonely. But it it always is painful. It's a painful situation. I have to say it is. The second thing is you can be alone and not feel lonely. I know that the dictionary definitions say just because you're alone, you'll feel lonely. Not so. You can be so stimulated in your environment, in your life. You can be so lively in your life with what you have, what God has placed there, that you don't feel lonely. You may be alone, but you're not lonely. And then just thinking that God is with you. He sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm leaving, but the Holy Spirit's coming and he'll be with you. Always, he'll not only be alongside of you, he'll be in you. How much better is that? The fourth thing is loneliness can occur even when people are around you. Oh, yeah. Maybe I've got my numbers wrong. Maybe this is the third one. Don't worry about it. This is just the next thing. Loneliness can still occur even with other people around you. So you may always be around a bunch of people all the time. You're just a big extrovert. But really, when you stop a minute, you realize you feel lonely. So loneliness can still occur when there are bunches and groups and we're always the center of attention. You can still feel lonely. Loneliness can increase with age because a lot of times people... Their children have moved away and no one comes to visit. Can you believe that? That people never visit their parents at all. People who took care of them through their lives and made sure they were safe and 
stayed with them when they were ill and stayed up all night and whatever, provided for them. Yeah, it happens. I used to go to nursing homes when I was a nursing student. And a lot of people spoke of the fact that their family never came to visit them. So yes, loneliness can increase with age, but they can deal with that. Sometimes people can't get out because of uh, debilitating diseases or they have some sort of disability where they can't get out, where people need to come and visit them. And then loneliness can place people at risk. At risk for what? At risk for physical disease or a shortened lifespan. And the last thing is I want you to know this, and I want you to just know that this is so. This is so. Loneliness can be overcome. It can be defeated. You don't have to stay lonely you know, for days on end, we can deal with loneliness. Well, I am so thankful and grateful that you joined me. I believe that there's something that was said because you know what? I am sharing this because God told me to share it. I didn't get told to do this. No one told me to, you know, do these how to cope. No, no one said it. The Holy Spirit gave me an urging that I needed to share how to cope with the body of Christ. Because again, many times, maybe parents or friends, they don't tell us how to cope. They just say, you need to cope. You need to, you know, get with it. No, God wants to explain it to us so that we can follow through. And he has a better plan for our lives. I want you to know that. He loves you. He cares about you. He is there for you and he will come to bat for you. Let's pray. Father, I just give you thanks and praise for showing us that we don't have to remain in loneliness. We don't have to remain lonely, that you can give us a plan. You can show us how we can make new friends, how we can revive old relationships, how we can come out of this. We don't have to stay so that we are depressed and angry and stressed out because we're lonely. Father, we give you thanks and praise that you are watching over us, that you will keep us, and that you you will guide us by your Holy Spirit. We just love and adore you and give you all the honor and glory because you do it. It's truly yours. In Jesus' name, amen.